Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Episode 32. As I can tell, we are enjoying the summer. This is Good Night Harlem, episode 32. You ain't got a hit until you go skirt, skirt. You gotta do skirt, skirt. I don't care if it's an R&B song. You gotta fit it in there somehow. Big facts, small facts, tall facts, all facts. What's up? It's Avia. And it's Law. Good Night Harlem. For those of you that are new to the show, um, we're going to be getting into a story by me, Law. Story then, time with law. <laughs> and then from there, and then from there, we're going to transition into Hyper Good Nights as we always do. And that's just us talking about the trending topics and if we like or dislike them. And then, of course, our main topics. And we'll end it with uh, some do's and don'ts for the ladies and the gents. So let me start with my story from D.C. So um, I went to D.C. It was another one of my friends hosting another 30th birthday party for themselves, the youngins. And I was excited. I was super excited to be there. And this time the bus ride was fine. There's nothing about a bus ride. But it's the events that took place while I was in DC that kind of changed uh, the time that I was having there. So I'm gonna get right into it. The day of my friend's birthday, there's a lot of things happening. And I didn't realize DC got rain that was the equivalent of New York rain. I never even realized that that was possible. The rain was so bad that if you were even outside for 30 seconds, all of your clothes were done. I didn't know, know that happened in DC. So we're trying to, we were trying to put together a party that was supposed to be hosted on a rooftop. And now it's no longer hosted on a rooftop. And we had to change venues and actually have to try to do everything inside. So when you have all this stuff and you're trying to figure out where it can go on the inside, it's just, a, it's a hell of a, a hill to climb. But, was that someone's house? We end up no. We end up doing it at uh, some uh, some hotel. Right. So we ended up uh, hosting everything. It, it ended up being super fun. But coming out of that event, we went from there to U Street. Now we went to I believe it was U Street and Fourteenth or U Street and Eighth. Did one. you go to Marvin? Yes. Oh, I love that place. How did you know? Okay, this is amazing. That's like my favorite place. Like. The- Okay. It's just a it's just a hot place. Like if you go to DC or if you live in DC, like Marvin is the spot. So prior to us leaving to go to Marvin's, we have to stack all of this stuff from the from the party into like multiple cars. So we're just stuffing stuff into cars. Like we don't have a choice. So <laughs> I have so much shit that I've put into d- different cars. Like certain people can't fit into other people's cars. It is what it is. But we're gonna make it to the next def- destination. But all her birthday stuff. The only thing that I didn't like that my friend did, and this is side note, like she has these big ass 30th balloons in the fucking car. Oh and gosh. I'm like, this is too much. It's taking up too much room. There's another. I'm sorry. I'm saying it on the podcast, but that was annoying. So you can't even see beyond Wait, you guys the fucking are bringing balloons. all this stuff to Marvin? No, we're, oh. we're, it's like it's all in these cars. Right. And so oh, I'm saying like the ride cars. is just right. right. The ride is just awful. So that, okay. whatever. So we, we, we put away our stuff or whatever, but those big-ass balloons, whatever. That's annoying. So fast forward to when we get inside Marvin's. Marvin's as a whole is one of the only places on the strip now that is still black-owned that has mostly black people in it. 
So they're playing music that's catered towards. And the, the men the, are so fine. Every time I'm gone, like it just never fails. Just letting y'all ladies know. Okay. And with with that being something that, uh, mind you, Avia has not heard this story, but I'm glad she just said that. Because oh. while I was in there, something happens. And one of my friends comes to the birthday girl and goes, girl, you're not going to believe who I just saw. And I'm like, okay, where, where is this going? And they're like, ah! they all start screaming. And so they all start running to another room. And then there's multiple girls running to the other room. Okay. Now, the person who they're, they're screaming about ends up coming back and then running, not running past us, but with his crew of people, once everybody knows that he's there, he immediately leaves. That person is Kofi from Queen Sugar. And if you guys don't know who he oh. is, you guys don't know who he is, that's weird. Just go Google him. He's also was in Girls Trip. He's the dark-skinned oh dude with the beard. Gosh. So he's in there, and they're overreacting to uh, a point. They probably weren't overreacting. <laughs> no, they're overreacting. Uh, they're acting like groupies, yeah. But like, you, you're, supposed to act like man, you're supposed to act like a groupie inside. No, let outside. him cook. Let him cook. Let him just be there with his boy. But they chased him out the whole venue. That's Basically. Kind of, that's kind of crazy. Basically. I mean, he is really fine, though. Yeah, but y'all don't need to all... No, no they don't that. need to all do that. But it's just like, keep it cool. Keep it... Just keep it cool. Right, okay. Like, notice so, him, but keep it, keep it moving. So, that's a part of our night. He's in there. One of my friends actually gets a picture with him. So, she's geeked. But I'm like, the man just wanted to come in here and have a good time. Y'all ruined his fucking good time. All right, continue down the story. We stay there, uh, I want to say, for two and a half hours. One of the things that happens in there is there's a white guy in there just kind of tottering around trying to talk to black women, which is funny. Not that he's not interested in them, but he's going to any black woman that he sees and is like, yo, blah, blah. He's all over them. And it's just fun to watch him do this because he can't dance and he's continually trying to do moves that he has no business doing. Oh, All right. Coming out of that, we leave there and we go to my favorite pizza spot in all of D.C. And that's Ann Pizza. I can't wait until they have multiple Ann Pizzas in New York. Because that's one of the few places I can actually eat pizza from and it doesn't actually hurt my stomach. You know Shout out Ann Pizza. One. Notice how you said one. Yeah. Multiple is what I just said. Yeah. All right. Continuing on. We go from Ann Pizza because I'm starving. We're walking back to the car. Everything's kosher. This has been one of those nights that everything's gone right. We get to the car and I look at the back window, and the back window is bust out. What? There's glass everywhere. And I'm like, oh, somebody broke into the vehicle. Now, I thought about this really logically for a second and went, what could have possibly happened? Oh, 30th birthday balloons in the back seat of your car doesn't say scream gifts at all. Oh, so, my gosh. Wait, is this the, the car is of your friend whose birthday it was? It's a rental. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I'm looking. I'm like, well, that's awesome. So w- she goes to try to open the door, and then she like cuts her foot on the glass because she's wearing sandals. So then she steps back. One of the guys that she's with opens the door. So we're like, oh, we can't touch very much. We're gonna have to call the cops. We need to get a police report yeah. because we'll have to take that police report back. Blah, blah, blah. So let's not go crazy. But we're like, okay, did they steal any of your gifts? So they, we start rummaging. We noticed they didn't really steal any gifts. We're like, what? We're confused. We're like, why would you do that? None of this shit makes sense. I don't have no idea. So she's all good because she's like, I still have like my, my necklace. I have my diamond. She has all of her shit. So we're like happy for it. They didn't even steal gift cards. So I'm like, oh, all is good. Rummage a little further. Um, I lift up the coat. In which 
my bag was under and my bag doesn't isn't there. What, so I found what kind out, of bag? Like, what was in your bag? I uh, <laughs> I had a, a Kohan bag, which oh. is my laptop bag, oh. that has my work computer in it. <gasps> it has my old cell phone in it. It has uh, my glasses in it, and it has my shades in it. They stole it. Basically, your whole life was in that bag. I just go. They said, "Fuck a gift card. <laughs> I just, fuck a tw- fuck a twenty five dollar Visa gift card. We're taking this Kohan and this thousand dollar computer. So, <laughs> good choice, robbers. Good choice. So I just make it worth your while. I just want to state to whomever in DC decided it was a good idea to steal somebody's work computer and which is encrypted and you can't actually get into. Fuck you. Mm. And then secondarily, you stole my phone. In which the only reason I brought my extra phone was to transfer the old voice messages from my cousin who just passed to my new phone. And again, mm. fuck you because I didn't get to do that. Wow. Um, yeah. The next morning, and I believe, let me not skip. I'm not going to skip my favorite part of the story. The police gets there. I'm not going to say the police's name, but he's useless. And I say useless, absolute garbage. So useless that we have to call him back after the fact. Because the only thing he asked about is like what was taken, blah, blah, blah. So he puts the police report. We're like, yo, aren't you going to do some kind of forensics, some something? He didn't do any of that stuff. Uh, what we see once he leaves is that there's blood on the front of the hood. We're like, bro, you have one fucking job. So then he has to call forensics. Then we find out that forensics is not actually a part of the police department in dc and they're a separate vendor so we have to wait for that guy to get there there's a oh black guy that gosh. shows up who's a detective and he does a full powder search thing by the time he gets done this whole process takes two and a half hours and it's cold at night so we're all like shivering we're done the windows bust out everything that could have went wrong there went wrong Citibank calls me the following morning they're like do you want us to cancel all your shit i'm like cancel everything um and Citibank's like oh they actually found the bag I was like, oh, okay. I was like, is anything in it? She's like, most likely not. I was like, thank you, Citibank lady. So, okay, we go up to the, the place. Uh, we go up to the police department. When we get there, uh, it takes them 40 minutes to give me my bag because they're not convinced that it's my bag. Because you're black and it's They're asking on. me all kinds of questions. They're like, is this not a woman's bag? What? I'm like, it's a leather bag. With No, this is not a woman's they're bag. They're like, is this a satchel? Or is this a merce? Let me. I, I want to get into some of these questions, and then we can end this segment. I want to get into some of these questions that they gave me. One of the questions is, and I can't make this up. Uh, so, can you explain to me what was all in the bag? I said, yeah, I had Colgate, like a, a thing of Colgate, and I had a toothbrush in it. What color was the toothbrush? Bitch, I don't. What? No, I don't. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Do they know what color their toothbrush is? Why the fuck do I no keep track of my- to this. <laughs> I don't even know what color mine is. I think it's white with gray on. I don't know. I was like, it should be uh, my glasses in there with glass cases. What color are the gas glass cases? I- As opposed to like the brand of the glasses? I'm like- That would have been an easier thing to ask. Uh, blue. But the thing about it is if none of that stuff was left in the bag, then what's the point of asking you, well, what does this stuff <laughs> look like? What, what color was this? This thing that's not left in the bag because the person stole it. Like, what's the point of asking that? Thank so, you. Thank you. I, I don't, so they just wanted to make you go through it then. I was... Anyway. That's crazy. They're bored. They're yeah. Like, oh, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We're bored. Let's just humor ourselves. Finally, they're convinced after 40 minutes that it's mine and they give it back to me, um, which is amazing. And then I find out how much stuff that was actually taken and they took 
What was taken? Yeah, they took the laptop. They took my uh, phone. And they took my shades and my glasses. And that's another thing. Why would you take prescription glasses? They don't know. It's not. They're in the heat of taking It's not. They're not like putting them on their face to see if they can see through them or not. Eyewear is not one eye fits all, nigga. Like that. Come on. Well, if you get it from from like an H&M or like, you know, the Gucci store, then yeah, it's not going to be prescription. But I'm just saying, like, they probably just assumed they were some generic sunglasses. And then the thought of you bursting through the window with your own hand and bleeding on the hood. You idiot. Okay, so let me ask you this. Idiot. What type of robber do you think that this was for him to take everything in the bag but not the actual bag? Because a Kohan bag is pretty expensive. Idiot. So he probably didn't even think to himself, this is a high-quality, high-end bag. Like, I'm going to leave the bag. Idiot. You're, so you're leaving evidence because he, because you're stupid, first of all. But Idiot. secondly, you don't even realize the bag that this stuff all comes in is worth something. Idiot. Could probably crackhead. worth more than your phone that crackhead. you Crackhead. Crackhead. <laughs> you're a crackhead. So he's like a he's like a he's like a remedial robber. Horrible. <laughs> he's the he's the two dudes America's from Home Alone. Dumbest robbery. He's the two dudes from Home Alone, the sticky bandits. <laughs> How do you not take the call on like bag? Anyway. He doesn't know that brand. Let's get to these hyper good nights. <laughs> that was my story from this past weekend. Yeah. Ah. Sorry to hear that. Alright. So as we said before, if you're new to the show, uh, Hyper Good Nights is when we get into the trending topics of the week. And Avia, let's start off with our 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 pal. I'm going to call him our pal because we both have some disdain for this guy. Um, Takashi69, the skittle-haired rapper, gets pistol-whipped, pulled out of his own car, and robbed. Lives through it, though. And I would like to know from you, hyper good night to this karma that he received. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was just going to say that this is karma. And I think that sometimes when you say karma as a reason for why something happened to someone, if it's something bad, then people will make it seem like you're being insensitive to what happened to them. But I mean, insensitivity or not, I just feel like the, en- the energy that you put out is going to come back to you in a different form, whether it be immediate or whether it be later on in life. Um, I think that this is a form of karma. Maybe, hopefully, this will teach him he needs to just get on that straight and narrow, um, especially after what happened to XX Tentacion. So I'm not going to hype this happening to him. I'm not, Me neither. I'm not happy that this happened to him. I don't think that this should happen to anybody. Right. Um, but... Uh, it should say something to you in your life about what you're doing and the path that you're on and the energy that you're putting out. So maybe this is what needed to happen to him for him to be on a better wavelength. All right. So uh, my opinion of this is I'm going to good night this. I really am. And I, I can't, I don't, I don't like the thought of karma. I don't like the thought of any of that stuff. And the reason why I'm good night in this is because I don't want anything to happen to anybody. I didn't want anything to happen to X. I didn't want anything to happen to the girls that were dealing with X before he was dead. I don't want anything to ever happen to anybody. So at the point that somebody took it upon themselves to take it that far, I think that's just too much. Um, If pistol whipping somebody, like, bro, what do you get out of that? What do you get out of that? Um, I'm just never going to be the person that's okay with violence, but to to pistol whip somebody for, for what, a little bit of money? 
And if you stole his chains, which is idiotic, you don't think they're going to know those are his chains? Like, what? They're like one of a kind pieces. Right. Like, you're not going to get anywhere on the black market with this. Like, what are you doing? So, you can't sell them on eBay. People are going to know that it's you. So, so I, don't, I don't really understand. But also, Takashi, man, you, you really got to learn to, like, like keep it keep it in-house, man. You don't have to be cocky all the time. You don't have to be the guy that's trolling consistently. I'm not saying that uh, trolling should lead to you getting your ass whooped, but you have to understand there are consequences to your words. And the more you put yourself out there like that, there's a possibility that something could happen to you. That's so, karma's way of saying be humble, sit down. So And also keep security like around you consistently. I know you 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 stay That's staffed up. Sense. No, he stays that he stays staffed up. He's always around like at least three, four, five security people. But even when you're going home, it's important. Okay. Next subject. And I want to start this one. Mm-hmm. I really want to start this one. Faith Evans and Stevie J get married. Hyper good night to them getting married on the low outside of family members and friends. I'm going to good night the shit out of this. Normally, I try to stay out of people's business, but let me tell you why I'm good nighting this. You've known Stevie J, Faith Evans, for years. You've even talked about how he's tried to hit on you in the past, again, for years, and how you're like, oh, I'm not falling for that. If you know anything about Stevie J, about his history with women and how he handles things. Why would you put yourself in a scenario where you could be the next person that's dealing with his bullshit? And I can only think of one of two reasons. One, Stevie J put it down. Or two, you're bored <laughs> and you wanted something new. You're bored. Hey, I was getting married to someone today. Why so, not? So here's why I'm, 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 I'm just over this whole thing. You knew his past, you knew his history, you still move forward with it. Secondarily, Stevie J just evaded taxes and he owes anywhere from 100 to 150 grand in taxes. So guess who has to take that on? You do. Yeah. What are you thinking? That's it. She wasn't thinking. That's what she was thinking. Right. Um, I would like to bring up a, a, a linkage, if I can. A linkage? There was this song that... Faith Evans did with Stevie J's ex called Love is Blind. Oof. It had Eve on it. Remember Oof. that girl that he used to date? Um, that's what I'm going to s- describe this scenario as. Love being super blind. I'm good nighting this whole thing. But you know what? I was surprised at first because I was just like, I just felt like Faith was a s- smarter, more logical woman than the type of women that Stevie J is used to dealing with. But in the end, when I think about it, like she was with, she was with Biggie too. She was abused by Biggie too. Right. So she doesn't have a good picker anyway, based off of her past <laughs> relationships. Like her picker has never really been like on point. So it's like at first yeah. I was like, Faith, really? Like, aren't you better than that?" But then I was like, "No, you're not actually. Playoffs. You're not. Playoffs? So go ahead with your 18 kids now. <laughs> like, how does this happen? I don't understand." No, I, no, I don't understand. No, that's the case of a bad picker. That's the case of the bad picker. And I can understand you. Well, I'll say this: I can understand if you've had a friendship for so long and you feel like you guys know each other well enough to whereas he's committed to you in a different way than he's committed to other people. But faith, you know, you, you know, can't have your name with somebody. That's quite like this. And by your name, I mean your name is Faith. How do you have faith in somebody like him? stock plummeted after that. For me, like, whatever stock she had left, it was just, like, 
extinct at this point. Right. Um, I think that this, <laughs> when I look at a scenario like this, when you say, oh, maybe she was bored, I think about like women and men who get to their older age and they just want someone to share like the rest of their years with. And I think at some points people just kind of settle it. Like they're just like, I just want to spend my life with somebody. I want someone who I can be with and share these moments with. And I've been through all these people and nothing really happened. So I might as well get with this person that knows me best and not have to start over again. Like, but in this case, nah, that's a big fat hell nah. Good night. Oh no, hell no, y'all. All right. right. Up and done it. So (laughs) next up next up on our topics. So, as you guys all know, unless you've been living under a rock, the best player in the world, LeBron James, is moving on to LA. He's gonna go play for the Los Angeles Lakers. But in the process of doing all this and he's his name is being mentioned all the time, fans have created murals of him and both murals and in some way, shape, or form, have been defaced. The first one has been taken down altogether, and the second one recently was defaced as well. Avia, hyper good night to the fans defacing the mor- the morals to of LeBron James. I'm a hype it um, for twisted reasons, though. I am not for people defacing other people's artwork. Like a mural takes forever to create, and that's a lot of hard work. Twelve hours straight. Yeah, to be that's exact. crazy. So I'm not. Hours. I'm not hyping the fact that the the artwork that was put in the time that was put in to create the artwork is now just destroyed. I'm hyping the fact that these same people are gonna have to be eating their words and eating their actions when he shows out in L.A. And my thing is this: like how. <laughs> Okay, deface the mural, fine. But what's going to happen? Are you just going to not root for the Lakers anymore if that's been your team for X amount of years? You're just going to root for Golden State? Like, what's going to happen to these fans that don't want him to come? Where are they going to go? Who are they going to root for? Because these are diehard fans. So in the case where the person that you hate is leading your team to a championship or getting them the closest they've ever been since Kobe was on the team, you're going to have to just be humble, sit down again, like Takashi. But um, I mean, this is just—it's just reminiscent of when he went to Miami and people were burning his jerseys, and then he came back and like, oh, no, true, I gotta get. No, this is not the same. I mean, it's, this is not the it's same. not the same because it's not old fans being upset at a decision he made. It's actually people that dislike him and they're mad that he's coming onto their team. But it's people that are gonna eventually realize, man, I'm gonna have to undo what I just did because he's showing out right now. And that's what I'm hyping. I'm like, all right, do what you want to do now. You can boo him when you go to the games. Do whatever you got to do. But it's just like they said the best way to shut somebody up is through your actions. And that's exactly what he's going to do. So hype. My turn. So I'm good nighting the fuck out of this. So let me explain why I'm good nighting this whole LeBron James deface the mural situation. I think it's happening for one of two reasons. I think the first reason is there's a lot of people that see LeBron James coming to L.A. and they go, you haven't done anything yet. Why do you deserve a mural? Okay, great. Then there's that second hand of people who are just avid Kobe fans that don't believe that anybody will ever do as much for L.A. as Kobe did. And then they're like, fuck you, LeBron. Take this L with this paint. If he's coming to help your quote-unquote team, and when I say your quote-unquote team, I mean L.A. because you don't own it. Mother, if he does anything for this team, I don't want you to cheer. I don't want you, I want you to be that person that's like, I ain't watching any of the exactly. games that he's a part of. Go to a Clippers game and call it a day. Keep that same defacing energy you have if they win a championship. Yep. 
keep that same fucking energy. Burn his jersey at the championship. Right. Nah, this ain't a real <laughs> championship. <laughs> this don't mean nothing. A guy in a Lakers shirt just burning his, his Lakers jersey. Right. L.A., chill the fuck <laughs> out. All right. Finally, on our list of uh, hyper good nights. There's a recent news story, and I was going to do the job of talking through this, but I'd rather the news do it for me. This is new at 6 o'clock. A man arrested at a Planet Fitness for doing naked yoga inside the gym. Police in Plastown, New Hampshire, say that Eric Stagno walked into the gym, stripped down, and started doing yoga poses on the mats. When police arrived, he told them that he thought Planet Fitness was, quote, a judgment-free zone. Okay. Hyper good night to the guy going into Planet Fitness and just stating his truth of stating I thought this truth? was a judge free zone. With his dick? Being naked. <laughs> I want to start with this. Go ahead. Being in advertising, we put out a lot of slogans and a lot of campaigns that a lot of people would deem fluff. And in this case, if you really want to test the range of whether or not what the slogan is is fluff, go in there as you are. Be that person that you think you are. I don't care if that's you in the nude. Go in there however it is that you are. And if this is supposed to be a judge-free zone, that's exactly what I expect. Judge-free. That's how advertising works. What flavor are you on? That is how advertising works. You can't be talking. Your slogan, you can't be going in there with, we have a judge-free zone. And then when he gets in there, y'all like, nah, that's not cool. I know every gym has all these rules. I know every gym has all these goddamn rules. There's all these written rules. But then you need to change your motherfucking slogan. No. Judge-free zone with an asterisk that says. No nudity, though? Yep. Come on now. (laughs) That's it. That's so stupid. So I'm hyping him. Do more of this. Live up to your slogan, people. I don't even know who you are right now. That's you telling something you was Live up to your slogan. Um, good night to law and good night to this guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) At the point where you're, I mean, what he did was considered a misdemeanor in his state. I looked it up. So at the point where it's a misdemeanor, it's not even about, oh, we're judging your body or we're judging the fact that you have a lack of clothing on. You're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing in the court of law so yeah it's not about judgment it's about you're spreading your bodily fluids your nasty ass sweat everything all over these mats and that is just unsanitary and someone can catch a disease from that so it's not about judgment it's about health and it's about the law and if you're so okay with that then you should be okay with getting on the same mat that he just used since you're not judging him Oh, oh, all, oh all, of, all of this shit is nasty. Oh, all okay. of this shit is nasty okay. in there. Well, so now, now you judging keep that, him. Keep that same now you, nine, now you judging Keep him. that same judge-free use zone the same out of there. mat that he used if you ain't I can clean judging. the mat, though. Ew, that's gross. No, see, you judging again. I don't care if I'm judging. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm good-nighting it, so I can be as judgmental as I want to be. Okay. Uh, that was supposed to be our last hyper good-night, but I have one more surprise hyper good-night for Avia. This just came out of nowhere, and we can do this one really quick. Boomp Gang, a.k.a. the media mogul on IG who pranks and does all this shit, got shot twice. And he's in the hospital as of right now. He's alive, but Avia, hyper good night to Boomp Gang getting shot. <laughs> now I'm really wondering what wave you're on now. Um, 
I don't want anyone to get shot. <laughs> I don't want anyone to get hurt. Like I said in the whole Takashi situation. But uh, Eric, I was waiting for the butt because they're but, obvious. But, but this person has done so much for his own enjoyment and for other people's non-enjoyment. And and I I don't like okay, shooting is excessive. That's Thank just, you. I was about to say what are, you, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> but I do think to myself for all the pranks that he's done on people how I might he, have to take this how did he not expect something to happen to him I might have to edit this one out I can't yeah edit that one out I can't you <laughs> you're like oh shoot him no I don't agree with the whole shooting thing but if I was playing pranks on people the way that he does to, to the magnitude that he does I would think someone would be after me my, shoot, pa- my paranoid self would think that something would happen to me. Now shooting is, is is crazy. It's on that next level stuff. I'm not I'm not hyping this at all. I'm just saying it's like, are you surprised though? People are shooting people every day for the littlest things. So if you do something bad to someone else for your own enjoyment, you expect to not nothing to happen to you. This is America. Okay, so I'm going to, again, good night, another situation where somebody is getting shot. That's all I'm going to say. Like, come on. I don't even know why this is a hyper good night. He's whack. Damn. Okay. Is he not? That was our hyper good nights. (laughs) Taking that out. (laughs) We don't edit anything, but we will probably take that out. (laughs) And if you hear me say this, that means we didn't take it out. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to put it out there, guys. Our podcast, if you want to know what's different from our podcast from other people, we don't edit anything. How we record is how, what you hear. So there's times where I listen and I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. And maybe it may be about this boom thing. Maybe I'll listen to this and I'll be like, Avia, come on now. Shot. But just letting y'all know. Yeah, it's, it's normally a one take and that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. All right. In today's main topic... I have uh, something that I was discussing with some of my friends while I was on a trip. And this came up out of the blue because one of my friends had gotten, we had gotten on like a a four-way call. It was all guys. And one of my friends brought something to my attention that I never thought I'd be having this conversation well into my 30s. I just didn't. So, and, and this story was around consent. And... After talking to multiple people about it, I was like, man, I have to hear Avi's opinion on this because if this is this polarizing amongst my male and female friends, I can't wait to hear where Avia goes with this. So I want you to, at every step of the way, poke holes if you can, ask questions if you can. Oh, I'll probably just so do that, that anyway. No, but I, I want to see where your brain takes this versus where I've already had people take this. Okay. So, Okay. My friends asking us whether or not we've ever been in Me Too situations. And I'm telling him no, but I've been Me Tooed myself. And I'm like, why are you bringing this up? He's like, I feel like I've just was put in a situation where maybe somebody's going to think something that they shouldn't because of the way she's talking. Oh. And we're like, Yo, what did you do? So we're all confused. He's like, I... I well, I just and he's stuttering, and I'm like, bro, you never stutter. So what? It get it out. He shook. He shook. Right. So we're like, get it out. Like, what happened? He says to us, "Well, I don't. I'm. You know me. I'm. 
if, if we're going to do this, it's always going to be consensual. I'm not, you know, one way or the other. So I'm like, okay, but get to the fucking point. Like, clearly something happened. Disclaimers before the story. Right. I didn't like that shit. I was like, like, tell us what's going on. So then he gets to the point, And what he says is, so you know, I've been chatting with somebody off and on for a while. And she's basically like his booty call. Booty call to booty call. That's what they view each other as. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. His booty call comes over occasionally, randomly. She'll just hit him up like, yo, you up? Blah, blah, blah. Like any other. And he'll do that to her sometimes too. But it's gotten to a space now where she just hits him up when she wants it and not vice versa. That's really what it is. I wonder why. Well, I, I think it's more because her work schedule got out of control. And so... So he's like, well, whenever she's free, she'll hit me up. So right. I'll leave it to her. Right. Because okay. he's like, I mean, I'm not going to do all this heavy lifting if you're never going to pick up the phone. Right. Like, okay. So now she'll call him. He's like, I got a replacement anyway. <laughs> all right. So here, here's what takes place. She hits him up. He's out partying, by the way. He's with his friend's party. He's getting drunk up. And she's like, yo... You up? And he's like, yeah. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning. He's like, yeah. Come on. So he's like, I'm still out. Blah, blah, blah. We hitting it. You know. And she's like, okay. You know, I'm out too. Um, And she texts him, you know, I really want to be, be held tonight. So she says. Wow. That's not their arrangement. Yeah. That is not their arrangement. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So I'm like, well, already, bro, it don't sound like she wants sex because saying I want to be held is not sex. So I'm like, you already can't be assuming y'all having sex. She's not saying I want to be held after sex. She's just saying she wants to be held. Right. So I'm like, you can't automatically, you can't assume y'all having sex tonight. So he's like. The fact that she even said that says something is different is this is going to be a different visit or else she would have never added that in there so to me so he's glossing over all of this because in his mind this is a typical booty call like you hit me up blah 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 he gets home she's like oh you home finally it's probably like two something a.m in the morning and she's like she's like are you home now and he's like yeah she's like i'm gonna come through like I really just need to like she be around. Really needs She's to like, help. I really want to be around somebody. And so he's like, all right, come through. You know, pull up. So she pulls up. And when she gets there, she's like, uh, do you have do you have some alcohol? Like, I want to just take the tension off. Like, I, I need some some alcohol or something. He's like, you come on now. You know, I got it on deck always. So pours her a drink, whatever she's asking for. And and my boys overreact to whatever the drink is. He's like, why did you give her that? And then he's like, well, that's what she asked for. I don't know what the fuck what the drink was her? because I don't know alcohol. So I was confused. I was just like, okay, she asked for whatever. something strong, though. Yeah. I don't know. I know it was dark. They just kept saying, you can't give somebody darks at night. And I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> like, I don't get in alcohol context. it also of, depends on what she was drinking all night, too. If she was drinking light and then she switched to dark, then that's that's not good. No bueno. I just, I don't know what that meant, though, but they were all, like, overreacting to the giving her a dark. Straight up gin. No chaser. I I don't know. (laughs) I know you could put ice in whatever the dark was. Yeah, you could put ice in any dark. No, the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes people just want to drink shit at room temp, whichever reason was really weird weird to me. That's weird. Whatever. So, anyway, 
I know we have ice. So she she took a couple of drinks. She wanted more drinks. And then finally she's like, we should go to the room. He's like, all right. So they get in the room. She's She's been kind of giving him like the, the full emotional blast of shit. And it's not their normal situation at this point. Was she venting to him? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then coming out, of she's like, we should go to the room. He's like, all right, bet. So they go to the room. And then she starts kissing him. Now... Here's where the story is dicey to me. And this is just me. She starts kissing him. She touches him. He touches her back. Now, she doesn't remember anything that happens after that. Wakes up in the morning. She doesn't? No, she does not. Wakes up in the morning and says, what did we do? What? And he's like, I mean, what we always do. And she was like, why did we? Look, she said, why did you have sex with me? What? And he's like, he's like, uh, cause you, you wanted, like, what? And she, she's like, no, I came over here specifically to talk, be held, blah, blah, blah. What did you do to me? And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what I, he's like, no, I'm telling you, like, you touch me, I touch you, we got... This was when our... she woke up? Mm-hmm. So she was in the same bed with him still? Mm-hmm. What made her even think to ask what happened? Because... She realized that she blacked out. I guess. Well, at the point where you blacked out, if you don't remember anything, then you can't blame someone for doing something because you don't know what happened. Yeah, but I'm going to say this much. If she feels like you did something that was beyond what she wanted to happen, do you owe her the apology? Because immediately all of us are like, bro, did you just say sorry? Like, what did you do? He was like, man, I'm apologizing. But he's like, I don't know what I'm apologizing for. He's like, and I feel like I'm, I did something wrong and I didn't, I, you know, I'm not trying to violate anybody. And all of a sudden now I'm violating. I'm like, uh. So she doesn't remember giving you consent. Did you ever have the, you know. But you she doesn't to... remember anything, though. I'm like, did she ever say, I want this? He's like, that's not how. That's not how they operate. Yeah, they but. Their you... past history. Hold on. Right. Was there ever a point where she was like, I want this? He's like, I can't. Really? But if there's never a point where she says, I want this. And all she's ever communicated to you, even through text, was, I want to be held. How did y'all have sex? I want to I want to kind of take back what I said about um, if if you're blacked out then uh, I just want to clarify what I was saying I don't want to make it seem like if someone blacks out then the onus is on them for for anything that that transpires while they're blacked out but when you're blacked out if you don't remember anything the, if you're truly blacked out like not coming back and forth into consciousness like I'm thinking of like the Bill Cosby situation. Like, not coming back and forth into consciousness and remembering things and then knowing that something happened that you didn't want to happen. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. If you're truly blacked out and you are out until you wake up, then there's no way for you to know exactly what you said or did for XYZ to happen. So, 
she's blaming him, but she should also be looking inside herself as well. Because who's to say? And I don't know how drunk he was. But I don't. They know both were drunk. Okay. They both were. I mean, there's you know there's levels to it. There's, there's yeah, levels but, of not remembering anything. But if she never says, "Yeah, I want this," and y'all did this, but people change their minds, don't they? From the, from the time I know, that she I know, sent that I know. text to the time that she came over to his house, if she initiated Even if she t- physicality, her mind could have been changing right then and there. I'm just I know, saying, so I'm, this just is looking, like, I'm looking okay. at every, I'm looking right. at every so situation. When I was talking to my to my to my female friends and when I was on my trip, and this story was brought up, they're like, "You call somebody over at two a.m. You or you come up today, you pull up to their place at two a.m." And then you ask for liquor, and then you like, let's go in the room. Like, and then you start kissing him. Like, you can't be physical then and be like, I'm kissing you and I'm touching you. And then you don't think, I'm like, yeah, but at every step of the way, there's supposed to be consent. Like, you're supposed to be like, we, no we good though. No one does that. I, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's right. But no one, no, even after this whole Me Too thing, this Harvey Weinstein thing, all these scandals coming out. I don't think people are treating these situations as every step of the way there has to be this but, but let me ask you this though. Technically, he's supposed to get confirmation though, right? Every step of the way. Regardless if she touched him or not. So the confirmation could come in a action as opposed to a word, right? I, I don't know. I'm asking you as a I woman. I don't know because... I'm asking you as a woman. I'm, I'm trying to think of their that, particular situation because I don't want to like generalize it and then apply it to them because what it seems like is... They have a very specific kind of relationship. They had well yes. before that before that night, but they had a a rapport of having this physical relationship where it wasn't any questions asked. This is what they were to each other. Yeah. So at the point where she comes over and now he's being he's being reprimanded for for whatever actions transpired that normally transpire between them. I'm not saying that she's at fault or he's at fault. All I'm saying is that. Who's to say that there wasn't more action that she did during that course of time when they were getting physical or or starting to that was an obvious sign of like, oh, this is what she does when we're about to have sex or, you know, to make him think, okay, well, I guess she wants to. So this is what he says, because he he doesn't remember everything, but he remembers the full lead up, all of it in the the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. He remembers all of that. Mm -hmm. He's like, she starts touching me, I start touching her and we just get into the motions of what we normally do. Right. So in his in a, his mind, what what came off, what censored off, is that his his body remembered this past action from this person before and responded in that way. The problem is, there's not consent. Were there consent all the other times that she came over? I don't they, know. They like, but that, that, but in this case, I, but in this case, she can't remember anything. So what did you do? And I know what people are gonna say. And in, in rebuttal to what I'm saying, people are gonna say, "Well, Avia." People get raped by people that they have had sex with. They, people get raped by their husbands. People get raped by their that's boyfriends. Also true. And so who's to say that just because you guys are one thing to each other that that's not considered a rape or whatever the case is. And I completely understand that. But at the point where you have someone who's blacked out and she she sends a text saying, I want to be held. So this is why he's in a bad situation. If she sends a sex, she and wants then to be she, held. And then she proceeds to... But this is, in this, you know, in, in um, reference to, like, the Aziz situation that we spoke about before. I, I was never so 100% against Aziz and so for the girl. Yes, it seemed like I was. 
But the girl made some mistakes as well in that situation. And the mistake that this girl made in this situation was that she initiated physicality. Yeah, but initiating physicality does not state we haven't. But sex. the problem that we have in our in in our climate today is that people, I won't even say women, but people are saying that they want something and they're acting a different way and then they're getting mad when someone is 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 um going off of their actions. You Okay, let me Because finish. my thing is this, your actions and your words must match. That's all. They Just must a- match. If I wanted to be held, I'm not gonna be like, oh, and I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, let me come over, oh, let me drink some more so I can get even more inebriated, and then this situation happens. I'm, if I want to be held, I'm gonna lay in that bed. My back is gonna be to him. He's gonna put his arm around me, and we are gonna spoon. If that's if I want to be held. Now, the way that she treated how she wants to be held, where she's kissing on him and everything like that, I don't know what she could think. Like what? what So so this is what I even said to my boy. I'm like, she could have just been in the moment. Gray area is what I'm saying. She's creating a gray area. Fair. That's fair. That's fair logic. Okay, because you're being very logical right now. That's fair logic. But Um, she was in her emotions. Yeah. She was drunk. Something must have happened that night for her to be like, I'm gonna reach out to my cup buddy out of all people who I normally have sex with, and we never, maybe they don't spoon after they have sex, maybe he just dips, who knows what the situation is. I'm gonna reach out to him out of all people and keep this consistent um, communication with him all night so I can make sure that even if it is three o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna be at his house and this is where it's at. And then when I get to his house, I'm gonna drink even more. Now, that's what I'm saying. She must have been a certain level of drunk. But isn't it also on him to not give her what she's asking for with alcohol? Like if you know that she's, She's a little tipsy but he was to not tipsy give her. Too, as well. So what? So shouldn't you not give her more alcohol when she's asking? But it's not a so what because, and I and I know you don't understand this because you haven't been drunk. But when you're drunk, you do things that aren't logical. You do. You do things that are. You do. But the fact where, that he can remember the fact that she's tipsy, and mm-hmm. you're also tipsy. Why would you give her more alcohol? That's what first thing I said. I'm like, why did you give her more alcohol? I don't care that she asked for. Why did you give her more? I don't know. You can maybe, just be like, nah. Maybe he you don't need no maybe more. he didn't think that she was at the level where she shouldn't have had. Because like I said, when it comes to alcohols, there's levels to everything. Fair. So if she's tipsy, when I hear tipsy, that just means, you know, obviously maybe your your speech is slurred a little bit, but you're still very much coherent. It's not like you're just passed out and you don't know what's going on. Well, yes, she was coherent. But my point is, if you you yourself remember her being tipsy. Right. Not you, but you can yeah. be you can be he tipsy her- and know that someone else is tipsy as well. And if you that doesn't under- mean that you're any less tipsy or any more tipsy because you can recognize that. But you gave her more alcohol when she asked. Why did you do? You know, like. Okay, so he gave her more alcohol when she asked. Who's to say she didn't ask or in 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 a physical way for for that physical action to happen that that night. If she if she blacked out, he he did not hear the words from her. You, there was never like a let's do this. They just start doing it. So why did you? I don't care that she touched you. That was my whole point. I don't yeah. care that she touched you. I'm I don't not, care that this is your normal form of whatever. She had already told you in advance though. I just want to be held. So you should have just been like, yo, don't come over tonight. That's what should have happened. Yeah. That's people my make, mindset. People make bad, bad decisions when they're tipsy, and like you said, he was tipsy. She was tipsy. I think that um, if it was a case or a scenario of she was way more drunk than he was, 
and he still decided to have sex with her. And I'm, this is why I'm wondering, is she imagining that this went down? Where she realized that she had blacked out, which made her feel like she was really, really drunk that night. Of course she was. And that he took advantage of her while she was just laying on the bed and didn't have any any room, space, or opportunity to say no because she was she was knocked out cold. And I'm wondering if that's what she's imagining in her head as as what happened. I think that's exactly what she's imagining. As but what does happened. your boy seem like the type to have sex no. with an incoherent person where they're just no. not moving? Or but not- it doesn't matter. But that's now the narrative. That's the narrative that this girl has created off of something that she doesn't even know. But if she that's not what she wanted know. coming into it, and that's not what she wanted after, something... Who's to say she didn't change her mind? I'm, I'm playing devil's, I don't know, av- I'm I don't, devil's advocate. How do you, how do you change... I don't know how you change your mind. Of course, I haven't been drunk. Wait, I haven't been drunk. Wait, I haven't been drunk. It's not even about so, being drunk. No, I'm but think, I'm... I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about like situations where, and I, I mentioned this before, where a girl will invite a guy over to her house and be like, "Oh, but nothing's gonna happen if you come over," because they know that that's the expectation that if if you go over to someone's house, there so is then a as a guy though, wait, wait, but as a guy, you have it already in your mind. Nothing's happening. I'm gonna keep this shit to myself. Right, and the guy keeps the shit to himself, but the, so the keep- girl's all over him. So, and this happens all the time. Girls, women, we need to take responsibility. For our actions matching our words. But if she goes into it like, I don't want this to happen. I'm just here. Like, I want some drinks. She Well, she didn't tell him that up front. But she, when she gets there, she's like, I want some drinks. Which he could have denied. He could have been like, nah, let's not do that. You said you wanted to be hell. In let's a logical just- sense, he probably would have been like, nah, you don't need any or whatever. But if they're both... If they're both not thinking rationally... That, that's the thing. When you're tipsy, you're not all the way rational so in a normal sober i'm drinking water sense you'd be like yeah why would it why would you do this or why would you not do that or whatever the case is but when you have that influence it's almost like battling two people inside of you your 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 logical coherent uh sober mind and then your tipsy mind that's trying to take over and Anyone can come out at any given time, which is why when you see tipsy people, so you're saying a tipsy mind will just push the go button. No, it's more like sometimes you'll see someone who's tipsy do something really crazy, and then you talk to them, and they're making complete sense, and you're like, "But how?" And it's because it's like the internal battle. It's kind of like the whole bipolar thing. Only it's like a it's like a temporary version of two people inside of you. It's like for that moment when you've drank drank whatever you drank, you are battling. Your, your sober is battling the so, mentality so of let me, your let me ask you inebriated. This. Let me ask you this. If I, as like say I'm the woman mm-hmm. and you're the man. If I've never said, yes, I want to have sex with you or I want to have sex with you or let's continue down this path to have sex and you have sex with me and I'm inebriated, who's at fault? They're both inebriated, right? Yeah, but who's at fault? Um... This is why this is such a huge discussion nowadays. Because because you said she starts kissing him. What happened so, after that? So, did, 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 did your boy say what happened after that? Yeah. He, I just explained that to he you. He just said what? They went into their normal form of everything. Like they start kissing. So they start touching say, each other. So why didn't she say no? Though? She doesn't even remember anything beyond we got in the bed and I gave you a kiss. Doesn't remember anything beyond that point. So I'm like, bro. Dude, like, what? If she doesn't remember, you fucked up. But that's why this is such a huge discussion because on one hand, women are saying, I didn't want to do this thing that I did. 
And on another hand, men are saying, well, there was never a point in time where you said no. There was never a point in time where your action said no or your words said no. So in my head, I'm thinking everything's fine because if it wasn't fine, there would have been some something said or something done. There would have been a push away. Like the Aziz situation, it wasn't, the, this is not like the Aziz situation because in the Aziz situation, the girl was pushing him away, but then she was giving him more physicality and then she was kind of pushing him away. So there was some sort of resistance. If someone is not giving you any sort of resistance and it seems like what they what they are doing is what they want to be doing, this is all, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Then I can understand why in his case, he felt like, I don't know that what I did was wrong because in the moment she seemed like she was for it the same way she does all the other times that we've done it. But you also admitted you thought she was tipsy when she walked in the door. But he my was point. tipsy too. So what? If you can remember her being tipsy, how tipsy are you? I think you have to be tipsy to understand. That's probably true too. I think you really do have to be tipsy because you, you think that if you can recognize something in someone else while you're tipsy, then you must be completely coherent. But like I said, things come in spurts. So you may recognize, oh, you're drunk too because you're like, they're not acting the way they normally act. But then you're not acting the way you normally act because you're tipsy. So there's things that that you recognize as being different, and then there's things that you may overlook because, like I said, it's it's the sober battling the inebriated, and sometimes inebriated wins, and that doesn't equal a good situation. It does not. But, I mean, I think in her case, the the faulty thing that she, there's faulty things that they both did. The faulty thing that she did was her actions did not match her words. The faulting the faulty thing that he did was like you said. If she wanted to be held, I feel like he should have. And that's the thing. We're expecting him to know. Yeah. But you, but remember. Yes. Remember, remember. In what? The, remember in the Aziz conversation that we had, you were making it seem like a woman needs to spell it out for the guy. Don't just gloss over and say this is what, what it should be. You know, if you want something specific, say that. She was specific. That's my problem. She, said she wanted to be held. Yeah, she was specific. Saying, that's why I'm tonight. not on. That's why I said to him, What's like, more you fucked up. Is, I don't want to have sex tonight. Now, if being some, held. If, wait a second. Wait a second. Is being held having sex? No, it's not. I agree with you. So, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. So. I totally agree with you. But I feel like in order for none of this to happen, people have to be overly explicit. Overly. Oh, you mean like via text saying I want to be held? No, I mean like so there's no room for oh I thought you meant. Cause you can misinterpret I want to be held. Obviously your boy did. So what did you and say? And that's why so that's why I'm saying you fucked up. You fucked up. So that's why this was so polarizing. It was polarizing between me and my guy friends. It was polarizing between me and my female friends. Cause I'm like, and what did you, if she's what, telling what did, what you, what did your friend say? What What did your female friend say about the situation? That's why it was so said, weird to hear them be like, well. How can he be at fault for that if she... But first off, you know what it is if you come over to somebody's house that late at night. Which I hate when people say that. That's rhetoric. That is rhetoric. That's become the 2018 expectation, though. No! It, it, no, I'm saying I'm saying an unspoken expectation of knowing... Okay, I, I was taking that as that, that just being no, I'm your, not saying that's what it is. I'm saying that so, that's what people think. So, here's my point. They start with the, if it's that late at night, you know what it is. Come on. And then you show up to his place and you're like, let's go in the room. Well, she also said, let's be held. You can be saying, let's be held and let's go to the room. So, but you give off the signal of, I don't want to just be held after you kiss him. 
So after you kiss him and you even remember kissing him, what is that? That's no longer. Yes. But that's no longer you being held. That isn't. So their thing was, so you can't be victim after you pursued him. I was like, pursued him? You mean gave him a kiss? Because a kiss. But because a kiss is automatically sex. But you said she touched him. Did you not? Yeah, she did. She kissed him. She doesn't remember that, though. Where did she touch him? But she doesn't remember that. He does. She touched him. He touched her. So? Okay. But does that mean is that sex? Being held? Wait. But that does that mean sex? No. But does it mean that does it mean that that is what being held, in the in the scope of being held, that's not what it is. That's true too. That is not what but, it is. If but she, it's also not it's not him, it's also not her saying, "Oh, I, I consensually want to have sex with you." She touched him the same way she touches him every single time before they have doesn't sex. Doesn't matter. You I think what you're doing is you're not looking at both sides objectively as far as you're seeing the fault in him but you're not seeing the fault in her and there is fault in her i'm not okay i'm not there is fault in her i'm not okay you're you're disregarding that completely and you're saying my god what are you doing you did this you did this like why would you not uh prevent her from drinking more why would you have sex with her why we need to look at why did they both do xyz not why did he or why did she because the problem is this happened because of both of them, not because of one of them. If he's coherent enough, which again, you're right, I've never been tipsy, I don't know what that actually means, but if he's coherent enough to understand that she is tipsy, you can be coherent enough to go, okay, you don't need any more alcohol. That's my thought, the first thought. Mm-hmm. Second thought, she's already told you in advance, I don't want to be held, why the fuck are you even letting her come over? Because that's not you guys' contractual agreement, whether that's verbal, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, why is she even at your place? Third, once you're in the position where she starts kissing you, you should go, wait, but I thought, I thought this was just, you know. This is all sober logic. You want to, you want to be held, right? This is. There's no. This is sober, non-late at night, non-hormones pumping logic. And. Okay. I would ask you, I would assume that you would associate with a, associate yourself with a good guy. At the point this where this is why I was I was disappointed where, to hear the story. My other guy friends like, no, nah, this ain't his fault. Like, if you again, they, everybody's whole thing with me is, well, you don't drink. Just because I don't drink doesn't mean that I don't know what consent is. But you don't know what tipsy is either. So, but I, mean, it, I don't know what consent so. is. It's not a so. It's not a so. It's a. It's a. If you don't know what you what you do and how you act in that sort of realm of of being tipsy. Then it's hard to justify things outside of that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's almost like you have to be in that situation. I could easily say, "Oh, a mom should never do this with their kids." I've never been a mother, so really, what do I know? I won't know what it feels like to be a mom until I ask. I've never have a been child. an NBA player, but I'll know when you shot a bad shot. Right, but that what? That's 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 black and white. A bad shot no, but, is black but and white. The, if it goes in, it's, it's the good. Same thing. If, it, if it doesn't go in, consent it's not is good. Con- Wait a second. Consent's not consent now? So there's, no, I'm there's, not saying consent's not consent. So if I'm the shot goes that, in, it's a bad shot. If the shot goes in, it's good. So I can tell that, but I can't tell whether or not something's consent. You can't tell what it feels like to be tipsy in order to under, complete understand the scope of this, this scenario. That's what I'm saying. You understand consent. And everyone understands consent from a normal logic we're talking about a type of situation, but to actually be in the situation that he's been in. I, I wanted to ask you. Go for it. I wanted to ask you, had she not kissed him, had she not touched him, 
do you think he would have just held her? I don't know. That would have been a good question to ask him. I don't know because his whole thing was she's she's doing all these things like we normally do. So what you um I need to ask consent when it's our normal Yeah. Another question is did he expect to have sex with her that night? He automatically assumed that's what it was. Anyway, he stated that. He's like, I already assumed like she's like, Oh, I wanna come up because it's the same shit. Like, oh, oh, we're gonna see you or I'm coming through. We but they don't normally talk. They don't normally have conversation. So I'm like, this was different, clearly. She even said she wanted to she wanted to be held. We we make stupid decisions when we're tipsy. And just like you said, he should not have let her come over when she said she wanted to be held. She should have never went over. She should have never went over at three. Okay, that's and fair. she was already okay. drunk. I appreciate and that. That's what fair. happened to her that day? We never even got into that. Something happened to her that day, enough for her to reach out to her cup buddy to only be held. So whatever happened to her that day, there has to be some responsibility put on her in the way where it's like, you know that this thing happened to you. You know that you're not feeling good right now. You know that you want to feel good and you want to be held. Do you really think it's the right idea drunkenly coming over to your cut buddy's house to be held at 3 o'clock in the morning? Do you think that that's a good idea? Or do you think it's a better idea to go home, sober up, get your body pillow, and, and wrap yourself around it and go to sleep? At the point that she woke up, though, and felt like he had done something wrong. That's odd to me. That's so odd to me. Well, if that wasn't her intention and y'all did it, then... I've never... No, but see, and this is, and this is, and this is my thing. This is my thing. Just like... You don't understand what it feels like to be tipsy, so you can't really speak on what someone should have done while they were tipsy. I have never woken up feeling like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I have never woken up from being drunk, being like, what did I do with this person next to me? And and I have to know right now because I feel like I did something bad because I blacked out like that. So I don't understand that. And that's why I'm like, that's odd to me. Because she woke up immediately feeling like she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. And I, I don't I can't relate to that. I don't know what that is. But I feel like the onus needs to be on both people. It can't just be like, you're a guy, you should know, don't let her over. Or you're a guy, you should know when she touches your dick, don't let her. Like she was doing things too. And I'm not saying that he's the victim. I'm saying that just like we could blame him, we could definitely blame her. She knew what kind of emotional state that she was in when she did that. She 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 never reaches out to him to be held, and all of a sudden she does. Yeah, and at the point you received that text, though, that's a red flag to to. Well, he didn't realize that held mean meant being held. He no, I'm saying, that's a red flag to her. That's a red flag to her. If she never reaches out to him for this, she is being vulnerable, and she needs to recognize that. But she was tipsy, so she didn't. Okay. Well, I'm all for fairness here. I'm all for being fair. I'm not going to be like, it's his fault. It's her fault. It's, there's a lot of things that have happened in this situation where it didn't have to happen that way. Yeah, it could have just been one person not doing something. But I won't say it has to be her or him. My only question to him, why did y'all have sex? Seriously. Why did she come over? No. What? In the same token, you can ask that, though. Because had no, she not come it, over... None of this would have happened. None of it. It wouldn't have been a situation. That's like saying that's like okay. Saying, okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's like saying, uh, Jr. Why didn't you make that last shot? Uh, Cavs would have won the game. Okay. Well, why did LeBron miss that first shot in the first quarter? Or why did this person miss that shot leading up to that? Everything leads up to the final to the final result. 
And you can't blame the very last thing that happened. You have to blame. It happens all the time. You have to blame the course of events. So so wait a second. It wasn't Jr's fault when the when the Cavs lost that first game of the finals. It wasn't. That was a bad example. No, wait. I'm asking. Well, he went the wrong way. Was it not? Was it not his fault? Yeah, it was. That Uh was a bad example. Same way, my boy. But 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 my main example is, say it's three seconds left of the game, and the guy's at the foul line. And he's making one shot, and this could be the shot that wins the game, and he misses it. Everyone's going to blame him for, for them losing the game instead of thinking about, well, in the second quarter this happened. In the first quarter they missed all these free throws. They missed all their foul shots. They missed that one three-pointer. And all that stuff leads up to the final action and the final result is what I'm saying. You can't look at the last thing. You have to look at everything that came before that. So what is your take and closing out of the story that you got? I, mean, I want to hear what your, your final thought my is. My final thought is, um, in this day and age, I feel like we do need to be overly explicit so that these situations don't happen. And what what you think is overly explicit, I mean, it has to be like a clear, there's no way for someone to think it's anything but what you said type of thing. And it's unfortunate that it has to be this way. But in these type of situations... Women, we need to um, say what we mean and mean what we say. Our actions need to, need to match our words. And men need to take uh, responsibility for um, not paying attention to certain things. Um, if we're going to talk about all these nonverbal clues, there needs to be a verbal that backs it up. It can't just be, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do that. I think in this situation, there was no clue whatsoever that she did not want to do what she did and that's what got him tripped up okay well my closing sorry my closing is i feel like you have got to be on your your best behavior when you're around the opposite sex nowadays and if you're not it'll come back to bite you and in this case he did not realize what he was open up pandora's box to he just didn't. And he has to be ultimately more accountable for his actions, whether he's tipsy or not. Because it can affect so many people in a way that he would never believe. He could never imagine that this thing happening to her could affect one of her friends and so on and so forth by just hearing the goddamn story. And then it also tarnishes his name if it goes further. And not only that, but if she genuinely feels like you've done something to, you know, disrespect her or... So she feels like she got raped? That's what the consensus was when I when we were having a conversation. And I was like, bro, you got to go apologize. You have to go make this better. Can I ask you, what did he do? Did he Did he talk to her after that? And have a conversation she with left. her. She left. No, I'm she saying like stuff really quickly. I mean, left. since the since the situation has happened, has he spoken to her? Reached out to her? Yeah. Have they had a conversation at all? Yeah, but I don't know what their conversation was because the only thing he said back in the in the group because we we sent text messages. He just said, you know, um, she understands my stance on this, and he basically was because we all kind of told him you need to cut this off forever. Oh, for sure. You, I mean, you, that just you cannot, ruins... It ruins... Yeah, you can't do this again. Like, you just have to, like, no. It ruins the whole tone of the so relationship. So she was really disappointed that he wanted to cut it off. She's disappointed. Yeah, she's disappointed that he wanted to cut it off because her That's whole thing was, um, we. I wanted to talk to you about this further just to make sure nothing like this ever happens again. That kind of thing. He's just like, I don't think we need to talk about it. He's like, I would never do this, and I feel like you've 
put my every time on that they go to have sex, he's not going to be turned on by the thought that she he feels like he raped her the last time because of how she made him feel. I think that's pretty interesting. The fact that she wants to continue this sexual relationship with him after feeling like he but she wanted to have her. a conversation first, and he didn't want to. That's that that doesn't match up to me. Why? If you feel like someone took advantage of you, like truly took advantage of you, like truly like raped you while you were unconscious, you would not want to go back to them for a sexual, purely sexual relationship, which tells me that I think she realizes what she did that was wrong in the situation. How does that, how is that logical? To, you're looking at me funny, but how is that logical to you that she's like, oh, I want to continue this, but I just want to make sure that we have an understanding, even though I felt like you raped me. What? I, How does that even make sense? No, I, I think, and I'm not defending her. Uh, I think for her, it is in order. We need to have this conversation because I feel like you did something that was inappropriate, and based on the fact that you did something that was inappropriate, I want to make sure that I'm not putting myself uh, in another position with you or anyone else where they feel like they can do this to me. So she's gonna put herself in a situation again sexually with this person that she feels like doesn't have any. A concernment, discernment for knowing what to do with her. That is so backwards to me. Okay. I do want to. I do want to point one thing out before we end this. Um, I was listening to the Horrible Decisions podcast, and they were talking about consent. And one of the girls um, actually spoke about a sexy way to give consent and to ask for consent while you're in the act. And she was describing a situation where this guy would, you know, they were in the heat of the moment and this guy would ask her if he could do things as they were kissing. And it for her, it made her feel like he cares, of course, and it gave her the power to say yes or no so that it, at any step of the way, if anything was done, he can say, well, you, you did say yes. And so she was basically saying like, when, when you know that it's gonna get to that point or you're kissing the person, and you don't know if it's gonna go there or not, ask those questions as you're kissing. Like, in between kisses. That's fair. That's and I was really... like, you know what? That's a nice, sexy way to get consent without it seeming like, okay, sign on the dotted line, we're gonna have sex, you just agreed to it, like, wow. you can't say nothing after this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who needed that little tip. And that was our main topic for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I told you guys earlier in the episode that we'd be doing the do's and don'ts in a different way. And this week, Avi is going to be handling the do, but she's going to be speaking to the ladies. And I'm going to be handling the don't, and I'm going to be speaking to the men. So we'll try this for a little while, and we'll see how this goes. Avia, talk that talk. Ladies, uh, on the ride of consent (laughs) and lack of, Verbal and physical. Um, you know, we've all been in situations where we truly like somebody that we're getting to know or dating, and we want things to go further with them. But we don't pay attention to signs and actions. We pay attention to words. Or maybe we're paying attention to the opposite. I would like to say, ladies, do pay attention to what a man tells you. Because if a man tells you, you know, I'm just chilling right now, but if I find someone that I'm really into, then, you know, 
I'll let one thing lead to another and maybe see what could happen from that. But I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship. If a man tells you, man, I've just been so busy with work. I'm sorry we couldn't get up. If a man tells you, you know, if I had to choose anyone to like be with right now, I'd be you. But right now I just can't. If he is telling you these things and his actions are telling you, hey, let's get up this weekend. Hey, you want to spend the night? Hey, let's go with me here. Hey, you want to beat my parents? Da, da, da. And you're thinking, wow, we are on our way to a relationship. But his words are saying otherwise. Pay attention to his words. Even if his actions don't match, pay attention to those words because they have to align, like stated earlier, in order for anything to proceed. We've, we've been caught up in several situations where we are just hanging on to all the great things that a man has done for us that make us feel like we are going to be on our way to a relationship with them without paying attention to actions and words aligning. So women, please do pay attention to words, but also pay attention to actions. And if they are not aligning, then maybe you need to reevaluate who you are to this person. All right, all right, all right, all right. This week, guys, I'm speaking to you, fellas. I have the don't. So just think about this, guys. If you meet a young lady in a club setting, a bar, anything, and you happen to flirt with her, she gives you her phone number, you exchange information, everything went well. After that moment, guys, don't follow her around, blocking her <laughs> and intercepting her from talking to other male species. Don't be the guy that's acting like you guys are in a full-blown relationship and you've only known each other for 20 minutes. Mm. Don't be the guy that goes out of your way to be like, man, why are you talking to her? You don't know her. You just met her. You don't get to dictate anything. In fact, y'all ain't even went on a date yet. Y'all ain't spoken on the phone. Y'all ain't done nothing. You have no rapport other than 20 minutes of conversation and you may have bought her a drink. If you don't sit your ass down... A drink means he owns you. <laughs> so there it is, guys. Don't be that guy. And just like that, that is our episode for this week. You should be hearing the sounds of some hmm, some very good music. And we're taking y'all out. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, at Goodnight Harlem. And uh, just like that. Good night. Hey, hey, hey. Emotional, 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 emotional. Why you emotional? Why you emotional? Ah, bitch, you emotional, yeah. Big shot, big shot. Hold on, hold on. Peanut butter insets. <laughs>